All right, welcome everyone to the Cards and Cats Countdown, host, brought to you by the Kentucky Blog and hosted on LiveSportsCaster.com. And we've got a big episode planned here for you. Um, first of all, I just want to check in. Clay, you here? I am here. That's good to hear, man. Um, a, lot, a lot of things going on, of course, in college basketball this week, and obviously for UK and UofL as well. Um, one per game went up, one went down. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll go and get into that. Yeah, of course, we do. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do have a big guest on this week, and that's Drew Franklin from Kentucky Sports Radio. Of course, he's the you know, the big editor for the site and uh, the funny guy of the group, if you will. And uh, we'll have the interview here in about five, ten minutes or so. And uh, it's really funny. Clay was unfortunately unable to join, so we cracked a little bit about Louisville. Not too anything too bad. So, um, Of course, just let everyone know, we recorded the interview before the Arkansas game. So... We were probably a little, little too confident and cocky because <laughs> of what happened, and we'll talk about that. So, um, first of all, let's get into the countdown, Clay, and I'll go ahead and. Well, actually, you should lead it off this week because it's a little better week than we did. What's the biggest storyline for Louisville this week for you? Uh, you know, it's it's just becoming old. Whenever Rick Pitino says something's going to happen, for some reason it happens. You know, he, he says, you know, we're going to go to the Final Four last year and win the biggest tournament. Well, he we did that. You know, this year he said we're going to win our, win our last seven games of the year. Well, we're 5-0, and just beat Syracuse. It seems like whatever Patino says right now, it's just happening. I don't know why it is, but, he, you know, uh, I saw a thing yesterday. Uh, Kelly Patrick, who runs 1450, who we partnered with, uh, put a picture on Facebook uh, with a with Rick Pitino, and it, it had him just completely animated on the sidelines saying, I just don't see the intensity anymore like you all were talking about last week. So, uh you know, everything's rolling right now. I mean, no, no pressure at all. We're just uh, we're going in for the number one seed. I think uh, recently Joe Lardy put out right before the Syracuse game. Syracuse game yesterday, we were the fourth two seed, so we came in right as the last two seed. But now, uh, you know, we'll find out after today how a couple games go. Yeah. But it looks like Louisville, if you know a couple more teams fall off, they're going to be a one seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it should feels be. Good. No, which would be big, and I'm assuming one of those two seeds ahead of Louisville was Syracuse. I would, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, so Georgia before Tech the was another team, they almost lost last night. So you know, it could go either way. Michigan lost, but it seems like everybody's falling. Uh, scary thing is though, Duke just turned it on yesterday. Man, no kidding. Just, Ryan Kelly, I, he is not that good of a basketball player. And he put up a 36 <laughs> points, uh, seven rebound game. So that's the. I think right now, honestly, the only team that's kind of locked up for a one seed. It's probably Gonzaga because they don't play anybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't yeah. think Gonzaga's a one-seat talent. I but, don't know you know, yeah. off the record, I mean, it's kind of, you know, where you have to, it's like the whole Boise State thing in football. So Yeah, I, mean, we'll, I just so we'll don't think they're a one-seat because I can't, if you can't name anybody off the team, can they be a one-seat? Like, you can't oh. name anybody off that team. Speaking of, just something really fun to play. Um, they're airing the Gonzaga game and halftime. It was one of the uh, halftime analysts. They said, you know, this team's pretty legit, too. It's not like they have nobodies. I mean, they have this player who's going in the second. He'll probably be like a second-round pick this year. And yeah. they have another guy who'll be a second-round pick next year's draft. And I'm like, oh, second-round pick. Yeah, this team's legit. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so funny to me. Everybody's suddenly on the Kazaka bank. Like, I'm sure they'll be a one seed because they don't play anybody, and they'll win out. Yeah. So if it would be a one seed, I could – I would say Indiana is probably one seed right now, unless they fall early in the Big Ten. And there's, I don't see that happening. Yeah, but there is a lot to go. I'm going to go to the Big Ten. We'll get to that. First of all, let me give a, my take on Louisville. Um, that was a big win, dude. And it was interesting. It was ugly. It was really ugly. Well, you know, first of all, 
We'll tell the Peyton Siva, you know. I read a quote. Hey, that's, that's what he does, man. He is, I think uh, somebody, Eric Crawford, showed me uh, the stats that he's one of, like, he's one of 18 this year shooting in Syracuse. Yeah, which he is rough. Now, something that was interesting, um, Patino had a quote after the game, you know, about benching Siva at the end. And he said, you know, I hate going away from him because I trust him, but I, but we had to win this game. So two things from that. For one, it was cool to hear him say that we had to win this game. You know, I liked it. Well, I mean, because a lot of times, you know, early in the season, it's like, oh, well, you know, we'll go back and come back. But to see an, a sense of urgency from Bettino, he's turning on the Nile. He's turning up, up the intensity right now, which you can tell. So that was kind of cool. But also, you know, that he, he had to win the game, so he benched Siva. I mean, that's bad on Siva. But it is. to be fair, and again, I still think he'll turn his game up come tournament time. But for your senior leader and one of the all-time assist men at you know at the school and all that, I mean he's played horrible in big games. Uh, yeah. He has. It's funny because his first his first year starting when he was a sophomore, he killed it in big games. He yeah. Was Kimba Walker, he outplayed him every time he played Kimba. He outplayed Kimba. He had big 20, 30 point games. His junior year, he hit I think two or three game winners, and then. He, he hit. He had the terrible Morehead State game where you know he, he didn't guard the three point shot. They yeah. lost last year. He was he wasn't doing well in the clutch, and then he turned it on in the Big East tournament and just took it to another level and right. went to a Final Four. This year, he's had the same problem like he did last year in the regular season where he just can't get over the hump at the end of the but, game for some reason. I don't know why. But see, it's even worse though. I mean, he's he's just really well, so. Hopefully, it's like I'm saying you know. I talked to Rashawn yesterday, uh, Myers, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about Peyton, and he was like, well, he shouldn't have sat up. I said, well, he can't shoot. You know, he's a guy, he's a point guard, he doesn't have a jumper, yeah. and the problem is he doesn't have to be a great jump shooter. He's just got to be an average to above average jump shooter to make somebody commit. But when, when Syracuse plays that 2-3 zone, mm-hmm. they're not going to give you any layups. You've got to hit jumpers, and he can't hit jumpers. He's got a terrible form. Yeah. You know, he's got nothing on that. I mean, we saw yesterday. The guys that excelled in that game were Luke Hancock and Russ Smith. You know why? Because they shoot jumpers really well. And now it's a zone. You got to be able to hit jumpers. Hey, Kentucky fans know all about playing a zone with a non-shooting point guard. West Virginia versus the John Wall team. Oh yeah, you got to you, you, you be able to hit shots. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and move on to the next thing real quick, and that's the biggest UK storyline of the week. And it, it obviously I think it's the loss to Arkansas, but it's been an up and down week. Um, that B.J. Young's a player. I'll give him that. Hey, I'll tell you what. Here's the thing, too. I know that, obviously, U.K. played. Here's my here's my take. U.K. played poorly. They didn't suck. They just, you know, didn't play very well. But I got to tell you, first of all, I'm giving credit to Mike Anderson and that Arkansas team. I haven't seen defensive pressure like that from many teams this year, like outside of Louisville. Man, they their defense was awesome, and they were all over the court. They had a lot of hustle. And to his credit, too, he kept bringing in waves of players and players that, you know, Kentucky just doesn't have right now. Um, so, for one, I don't think it's just a case that, well, UK just played bad. Well, also, Arkansas played really well. And for whatever reason, they're undefeated at home. They're in the SEC play. Their only loss of the season at home was against Syracuse. So, But it's really funny because uh, they showed a stat. You know, they're like – 25 and 2 at home and then 2 and 20 on the road the last couple of years. It's real weird. Yeah, it's not good. But just, you know, it wasn't a, a crushing loss, but it doesn't help. And I do know that uh, today Joe Lenardi updated his brackets, and there's a long time to go, but he now dropped Kentucky back out. Um, the whole the thinking has been as long as they split the road games, 
They play Florida fairly well, and then they win the game in the SEC tournament. They're probably in. Did you see in. Lenardi's tweet? Did you see Lenardi's tweet from a UK fan? No, I didn't. He, uh, somebody sent him a tweet, you know, UK Nation was going crazy, and they said, well, what are they going to have to do? Do they have to beat Florida? He said they have to at least beat Florida. So he's saying they've got to <laughs> no. beat Florida. No, they don't. Like, it's a must win. Well, that's BS for one, because they're not going to beat it. They don't have to beat Florida. Because the thing is, too, uh, they showed, like, they were, um, I saw this on Twitter earlier, out of 11 teams that are in the you know, the bottom four, you know, uh, first four out, whatever, seven of them lost. That's kind of the thing. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, we're losing, but other teams are losing as well. Now, Kentucky has work to do. Um, and they can't get blown out from Florida, but they need they, they had to win the next game against Georgia, obviously. And then Georgia just beat Tennessee a couple days ago, or yesterday. So, who knows? The SEC is all over the place, so you can't really protect the, the yeah, league. but. You guys only have like what one guaranteed team in the tournament outside of I mean Florida and Missouri. Guaranteed, yeah. There's a whole lot of bubble teams. There's like five bubble teams right now. So they'll yeah. probably they'll get more than one team in, but it's just who it's going to be. Well, the thing with Kentucky is looking. You know, they got Georgia, Florida. They're not going to be Florida. You know. No, they, they so, just need to play. They just need to play better. Against is that Florida. Georgia game at Rupp or is it at Athens? No, it's at it's at Georgia. Oof, I know. That does not sound good. And now, let me tell you something. I watched part of that game yesterday mm-hmm. with Arkansas, and I, I just the thing I took away honestly is there's just you'd see stretches where UK cut the lead to six in the second half, and I thought, okay, here they go, and then Arkansas turned it around, and it just it, this thing with Kentucky is I've seen this all year that when teams get a lead on them, Kentucky always makes a little bit of a run, and then. The other team makes a run, and Kentucky just never responds back. Mm-hmm. Like, they just don't get, get that extra response to keep pushing. I don't know. I think it's partly because they're young and they're a little mentally weak. They're yeah. not tough guys like the last year's team was and this year's little team is. They're not mentally tough. I agree. It seems like when you get a lead on this team, that they just can't respond. Yeah, because that's – no, I agree. Um, they went into halftime down three, and I actually put on – I was thinking, you know what? I was happy with that because UK had, I think, ten turnovers in the first half. And Arkansas played the best pressure defense, like I said, I've seen outside of Lowell maybe all year. And they were still within three points on the road. I was like, well, that's a good sign. And but that, that's what happened. Arkansas came in second half, got a little bit of a lead. And what happens, there's been so many games this year where Kentucky gets down in the second half about 15. That having its Duke, having its Louisville, having its a couple other teams too, Florida, you know, and now they've come back sometimes, but it puts you in such a this is a hole, you know. You can survive like a first half, you know, the deficit because you have a whole half to come back. They did this to themselves around the 15 minute mark of a lot of games, and they'll get down double digits, and it's hard. And they just don't have the discipline, the leadership, whatever you call it, the shooting. I don't know, you know, whatever to come back from that. It's just so difficult. So it's discipline. You know, it's that's the main thing. The talent is the question. There's definitely talent everywhere. I, I looked I just looked at a mock draft yesterday. I think you guys had three first round picks. Noel, uh Poitras and Goodwin, I think were all first round picks. So it's not a talent problem obviously. It's no. a discipline talent, you know, discipline mental thing. Integrity, I, leadership, yeah. All that Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I uh, I was watching what, what happened was I missed the first half of the game. Listen to mostly of it on radio. I drove to go get some food at a Wendy's, which might I add, very good. Uh, Frosties are better than ever. So See, I go inside. Okay. <laughs> you can't doubt Wendy's, Paul. But that's no, I love Wendy's. It's good stuff. I love Wendy's too. So I go in there, I get my food, and I go and I sit down with some other people. And I watch the game, and by the time I got out of the car to the time I ordered and walked in and I turned around and looked at the TV, they went from 
being down, I think, six to being down, like, 15. Yep. Like, a matter of minutes. Yep. Like, I just remember thinking, I was like, how? You know, there's too much talent there to lose like this. I mean, I know B.J. Young's a really good player. But we still. recruited him at Louisville. He's very good. He can play. He's a freak athlete. But that shouldn't happen. You know, the, if you just put talent versus talent, you can't even beat them by 20 points. Yeah. If you just put a pickup game. I know. Well, the thing, again, another problem because uh, the team had shown, even against the, the Vanderbilt game, they played together. Missouri was their best team game of the year, and then they played real well against Mississippi State, who stinks, they're terrible. Um, who, by the way, they, they beat Ole Miss. <laughs> well, the problem with the SEC is it's a little bit of fool's gold. You know, you, get a, you win a couple games, you think you're back on top, and then you play yeah. somebody that's a well, little bit tough. And that's it, and that's it. But, uh, like, Alex Poitras shot three shots. He made How did he it. foul out so early, too? Didn't he foul with, like, seven minutes to go? It was pretty early on, so. Um, but it's just, Ar- now, Archie played pretty well, and to his credit, too, he had a rough crowd, man. The fans were going. They, Is he from Arkansas? He's from. He was Mr. Basketball in Arkansas, and oh, really? they were a finalist. First half, they booed him every time he touched the ball, every time he came in. One of the free throw sessions, they started uh, chanting, you are selfish, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, they were rough on him, and he played well. But, yeah, it's just, you know, just when you think the team might be maybe, not, I don't want to call it turning the corner. This team won't turn a corner. <laughs> but just yeah. playing better. Not that Arkansas is an easy game because, again, they beat Florida. They beat a couple teams, but it was disappointing. So, with the that. Worst I, the worst I've ever seen, just a side note, was yeah. uh, just going back and watching. I saw yeah. Eric Gordon took a beating from Illinois fans being a Chicago kid and he uh-huh. went against Illinois. Uh, I saw uh, the worst one I think I ever saw was Jalen Rose when he was uh, when he played against Illinois and he got busted for being at a party and drinking and they, they kept calling him crackhead when he played. That's the worst I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, that's, that's probably worse than being called selfish. I'd say so. Yeah. So that's good. Well, I tell you what, we're gonna take one quick break here. We'll come back and then we're gonna play the Drew Franklin interview, which is awesome. Um, and Clay, you might listen in since you weren't there, maybe. So anyway, oh, yeah. we're gonna take one quick break and come back here on the Cards Cats Countdown. Whether you're a UK fanatic, a Card Nation member, or a bourbon enthusiast, the Kentucky Blog is your number one destination for all things bluegrass. It's a gathering place to come and engage with content from across the state, including reviews on the best places to eat and the recipes that showcase the very best of Kentucky cooking. You'll also find lots of video and audio content, including high school basketball highlights, press conferences from Patino and Cal, and post-game interviews with your favorite UK and UVL players. It's all here at the Kentucky Blog, so be sure to visit online anytime at thekentuckyblog.com or follow us on Twitter at thekyblog. Welcome back, everyone. Cards Cats Countdown. I'm pretty sure I'm keeping that music for every show. Oh, just, yeah. I don't get that as my ringtone. I'm just saying, it just gets you, it gets you going, so... Um, Anyway, we do have an awesome interview here with Drew Franklin, of course. He's, like, I guess, well, second-in-command at KSR. Um, he's the main editor of the site day-to-day. Comes on the show, too. Uh, phony man, everything. Louisville hater, so just warning you, you know, ahead of time. But uh, let's go ahead and play it and get into it. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Cards of Cats Countdown. And this week's guest is Drew Franklin from Kentucky Sports Radio. Drew, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here with the uh, famous Paul Abels. Uh, yeah, who uh, you never heard of until I met you. <laughs> right. it, was, it was a big moment when I met you in referee. 
people, so you know, you're not alone in that. And I'm completely kidding. So, um, now, uh, luckily for us, uh, Clay, our co-host and our Louisville contributor, he's un- unable to attend. Uh, I think he got intimidated by you, Drew, actually. And, uh, I was say, it's a coincidence that when you bring on a Louisville hater, he suddenly has something to do on a Friday night. Well, and here's the funny thing. Honestly, he's never missed an interview, ever. And for whatever reason, he's like, no, nah, I can't do it tonight. And I was like, really? And we brought on, lastly, for Sean Myers from uh, 1450 Sports Buzz. I don't know if you know him or not, but he's a huge Kentucky hater. And I was here, so, you know. That just goes to show you about the little thing. A little bit of people are cowards. We both know that. That's okay. They are, and we're getting to that. We can accept it. So, first thing, I want you to help me out, Drew. Okay? I want you to just tell me if this is like if it's true or false. Okay? Kentucky. Okay. They're still the defending national champion. Correct? As far as I know, yes, they are. That's, That's the, true. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. Also, didn't they beat Louisville and Indiana on the way to winning that championship? what I was thinking. So here's the question. Why are so many Louisville Indiana fans talking so much trash this year? What happened to the I'm memory? not sure really. I guess it's because they have a better team than uh, Kentucky does this year, but that doesn't mean they're going to win at all. They need to uh, keep it kind of quiet so they, they win a better well, chance. Right, I'm just saying, like, I know that we've been down a little bit, but it's not even a one-year thing. It's been a three-year run. How quickly do they forget, you know? Um, I don't know. It's just been kind of bugging me. And Until the tournament starts... And they go further than us or beat us or something, whatever. We still have all the trash talk. That's just me. But anyway. My problem is they yeah. say when Kentucky fans mentioned uh, last year, they say we're living in the past. I mean, aren't you supposed to brag about your accomplishments in sports and just forget about them the next day? Because I could easily just say, you know, global talking trash this year for beating us. That's in the past. That's like a month ago. Can we use that excuse too? Yeah, exactly. I think we can. And that's like a that's like a Yankee hater. Like, well. Even in the past, you know, like for like a Washington National fan, you know what I mean? Like, come on. I mean, I don't, I don't mind in the past thing for the, the titles of the 50s a long time ago. I mean, those are still awesome, but I can understand that argument. But to say 2012 is living in the past, that's just ridiculous. It's not. Or the Final Four of the year before that. Or the John Wall team before that. It's, it's pretty recent. So, yeah. But that's just me. So, anyway, thank you for clarifying that. Um, let's get into a little more discussion, okay? Talk about the, the current Kentucky team. And right now, they're kind of on a roll. Um, it's not like they're finally playing together as a, un- as a team, as a united team, which we've been waiting for, uh, for what, 30 games? <laughs> um, Drew, do you think this level of play is here to stay? Do you think they've actually turned the corner? I've said it so many times that I think they've turned the corner, but I'm done saying it. I hope so, and uh, we'll find out in the last remaining game. Yeah. The first time they've all looked so good at the same time, it's great seeing Archie finally slow down, but... I'm going to be careful saying this is the turn of the corner and they're going to advance in the tournament. I don't want to take anyone. Yeah, I don't blame you. And with that, let's kind of the next question I was going to ask you about. Um, it's just a weird feeling having been on the bubble, you know, lately. But looking at the remaining schedule, of course, you've got, um, well, we'll say for this, uh, at Arkansas, which, you know, didn't come on at the time of the interview, um, at Georgia, and then Florida at home in the SEC tournament. What do you think Kentucky has to do, bare minimum, to make the NCAA tournament? I think if they win one of the two road games, uh, Arkansas or Georgia, I think they're in. Of course, if they beat Florida, they're going to win. But I think they can slip by with finishing one and two. Two and one would be nice to be third, but I think they'll be okay just get one of the road games. As for the SEC tournament, what do you think they have to do? I don't think the SEC tournament plays into as much as we think. Uh, 
had two games. The first game, that's all he did. He rebounded and he dunked. He put up like 30 points, 12 rebounds, 5-5. Five five. It was nuts. So the second game, he goes out there and hits five threes. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's cool. Um, I've seen, I mean, really was the thing. It looks like it's fake when he's going up in the air. He just gets so high up. Yeah, that's, that's a bullshit way. Also, have you seen the uh, Harrison Twins play? I uh, just looked down on TV. I've not seen him in person. But they're, they're looking pretty good, too. And you got to like the chemistry that they're going to have. The built-in chemistry that they're going to Yeah, I think being that they're brothers and they share bunk beds, that should help a little bit, right? Do they share a bunk bed? Is this, is this confirmed? Uh, not confirmed from me, but from an article I read maybe a month ago, that they still have the same. Or they're not a bunk bed. They still have beds in the same room. I'm not going to 
Game of the Stars or whatever it was, right? That, and he was in uh, Atlanta for the Duke game, and he did some charity work with Dick Marcel. He was super nice, Kentucky fan. Thank you, man, for set up a station where you can stop on it for photo opportunities and whatever it costs to go to cancer research. So, after doing all that, I can kind of figure it into the shot. That's actually kind of cool, and then, and good point. Okay, uh, better, better topics. New Orleans.
Live video and audio streaming are two essential features for today's sports media outlet. If you are on a sports website and need a live streaming solution, look no further than LiveSportsCaster.com. They give you a full feature platform to produce online radio shows, live game footage, video podcasts, and more. As the owner of the Cards and Cats Countdown radio show, I couldn't be happier with the results, and I definitely recommend giving it a shot. Check out LiveSportsCaster.com now. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Cards and Cats Countdown. And, of course, that was our interview with Drew Franklin. Clay, did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did. I really like Drew. I, I respect what he does. Obviously, I know he's not a little fan. Uh, the reason I couldn't show up, first of all, I've been on with John Clay before, so I'm not ducking UK people. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> the reason I didn't show up, and Derek Anderson was much more hostile to me than Drew would have been. Drew's a very classy guy. So is Derek. But I couldn't show up because it's 7 o'clock on a Friday night. Paul. I'm like Ron Burgundy. I'm partying, man. I'm not, are you kidding me? How old are you? Not the point. I go. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm saying I was out about. Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, no, that's it, it, cool. Yeah. Um, I told you before 7 o'clock, though. It was early in the day. So. Listen, when I get home, it's party time. That's yeah. That's how I look at it. Oh, yeah. Break out the martinis and the cigars. We'll I'm going gonna, to tell your parents and uh, let them know about the martini. Hey, they're uh, part of the party, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, he 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 only come on. Drew could come on just one time for the weekend. And it was kind of a last minute thing. So no, it's all good. It, it's no big deal. Like I said, we had fun without you, man. So yeah. Uh, By the way, big news mm-hmm. just uh, came through the wire here. Terrence Williams just signed a multi-year deal with the Celtics. And that's that's great to hear. I think oh, uh, it's awesome to hear. I just wrote an article on it. He's uh. Terrence is a guy who's a lot like Demarcus Cousins. Not maybe the mentally angry part. But bad attitude, kid that needs direction. I think nobody better than Doc Rivers to be his coach. Exactly, and that's actually um, I've wanted Cousins to go to Boston for a long time, and there are rumors that it would happen. It probably won't, but yeah, no. Uh, Terrence Williams, he's a local player that I think even UK fans like. Um, he's just got that kind of crazy personality and fun person, you know, play style. And um, I thought he would make it in the NBA, and he's actually played play pretty well, to be honest. I just don't think he's found a home, but uh, hopefully Boston. Well, his attitude, you know, Avery Johnson said, you know, I love the guy, but he shows up to the bus late. You know, he doesn't come on time. He, he said he just didn't see the discipline. Yeah. Uh, you know, I and I think that really hurt him because he got to Houston, and they sent him, I, I don't know if it was punishment, but they sent him to Houston on a trade, and they put him on a team with four small forwards, so he couldn't fit in. You know, there was a oh. spot for. Well, that's and that's Terrence Jones this year. Houston has way too many forward. It's really exactly. Good. And I don't know if it was punishment for New Jersey to send him there because they were just tired of him wasting a lottery pick on him. Yeah. And uh, you know he was rookie of the month the last month of the season. He averaged fourteen points, eight rebounds, six assists a game. So this guy can play. Yeah. He's got talent, and you know he went to Sacramento, had a great end of the season. He averaged I think nine points, five rebounds, five assists. He did. He does a lot in just meaningless minutes in like 15, 16 minutes a game. If you let him play uh, 30 minutes a game, Doc Rivers just said he's an unbelievable playmaker. He was quoted mm-hmm. saying that. He said he's got all the tools you need. Well, he said he thinks about, now that Rondo's gone, he thinks he's going to start him a point guard. <laughs> well, that'd be crazy. But Well, too, he'll get to learn from Paul Pierce. So. Oh, yeah, he could be a successor. I mean, Pierce has got, what, two, three years max left in the NBA? Yeah. Yeah. And he was kind of the same. Well, he was kind of a weird, you know, showboating kind of attitude guy for a hey, while. He's an athlete, though, isn't he? He's a freak athlete. 
Austin for Paul Pierce, and then he's turned himself into something. So, yeah. Anyway, that's good news for Terrence Williams. I'm glad to hear that. So, uh, let's go. He's making that cash, too. I don't know what he got, but I think he's going to make a very good salary. Right, right. Well, let's, hey, Clay, go with that. Uh, was that one of your first topics, or is that just like a news story you want to break? Yeah, I, I just wanted to break it. It just came out like uh, 15 minutes ago while we were doing the show. I looked it up, and somebody texted me about it, and I just wrote an article on it. Cool. Yeah, it's really had for Terrence because. He didn't, him and Earl, I didn't really think Earl was going to be as good as he's been so far. Earl's really turned it on lately. Yeah. I didn't know Earl was going to be this good. I thought Earl would just be a nice role player, but he's turned out to be a good starter. Yeah, yeah, over Paul Gasol. Terrence, I thought, was gonna be, I thought Terrence was going to be an all-star. I really thought he had all the tools to be really great. It looked like it his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Then he's got to add two problems. And so I'm just happy to see him back in the league. I'm hoping, and I'm very confident that he'll have a good NBA career now, as long as he's with the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If they send him to like Toronto or, or Sacramento, yeah, he's done. He's just, just come be a color broadcaster with Louisville. Bob Valvano's about done anyway. Just come back to the bill. <laughs> right. Let's say, well, let's go ahead and get into the rest of the countdown, and um, I'll lead it off here. We'll go back to the UK, and I think the big thing of the week, of course, um, is the NCAA tournament, and that's going to be the same way until you know the brackets come out on Selection Sunday. That's what's going on, Paul. It's the NCAA tournament. What? Yeah, I know, right? Who would have thought? Um, no, it's it's with UK. Um, it's really funny. You know, two weeks ago, it looked like their whole season was going to be over. Then last week, everything looked great, and they were back in the tournament. And then now they had up and down week. So who knows? <laughs> and that's been it doesn't the sound like Kentucky team I know an up and down week. Oh well, they they beat, they beat Mississippi State. So, you know, they had a big win. Of course, again, that team is horrible. And then, uh, you know, losing to Arkansas. So, and I don't know what to make of it. Um, my, you know, my take on this. Um, they played great against Mississippi State. And then another team game, and they played real well. They won by, you know, a big margin, which is good to see. And then Arkansas, it's not like it's a bad loss. Arkansas is a good team. They've beaten good teams. Their home record, they're like Notre Dame light. You What's know, seen with Arkansas being the tournament? No, they're not gonna make the tournament exactly. They're making like like a, a late season run, but what what SEC team isn't you know right now? But yeah, no, it's not a good loss. My thing is, it's more worse than the, about how they did because they were just the first half they were in it, the second half they just weren't at all, and um, they just got out worked out played, and you know makes you kind of wonder, you know what they can do as a team, but that, for for the tournament. I still think, to me, they have to beat Georgia, obviously. Um, I think Florida, they can lose, but they can't get blown out. they got to just play They got to play decent. And then as long as they win one game in the SEC tournament, then I think they're good. So that's just me. What's your take? Well, I think, you know, it's very tough for Kentucky because if they lose to Georgia, it's almost all done. Like, I agree. If they lose to Georgia, I mean, I can just see this team just mailed it in. Like, they're going to get blown out before. I think Georgia's huge. They've got to beat Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Athens isn't easy to win at. No. Although, I think there'll be a big UK crowd down there. It always seems like there's a big, uh, they always call it Catlanta when they head down there because they always bring a big uh, UK contingent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know how good Georgia is. Honestly, I don't think they're very good. I, did, didn't you already play Georgia this year? We haven't. Uh, they did just beat Tennessee, who was like the hot team <laughs> of the league. That don't sound good. Yeah. Well, they, they weren't very good before then, but that's the SEC, man. Every team is like 17 and 10. Every team. And you just can't yeah. tell, so. Yeah, it's all going to depend on Georgia. I think, you know, uh, Lenardi said that uh, UK got taken out of the first four in by uh, Boise. The Actually, problem with Boise is, I don't think Boise, Boise. will lose because they play the whack. What do you mean? Oh, Boise State? Oh, yeah, Boise State. They got, they're, they're in the tournament now. Kentucky got taken out. That's not going to happen. Lost, but yeah, they won't. Which is weird, but. 
don't see Boise losing any games because they play in the whack. Yeah. Uh, they might, but you never know. I, I think the thing with Kentucky is they're they've got to find a way to be guaranteed a spot. You got to win two SEC tournament games. I think if you win two, you're in. Yeah, I agree. I think they had to win like minimum. I think they had to win at least one in the tournament. Um, I, the thing is, they're going to get like a like a buy, and I almost kind of wish they didn't get a buy so they can get an easy first win, and then. But you know, that's just me. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, well, and we'll we'll get into more in this tournament next gonna week. It's going to be awful if you all have to play Tennessee again, or anyone, man. It's <laughs> or anyone. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. So anyway, what's your uh, what's your topic, man? My topic is, uh, it's more of a broad topic here. Yesterday, Rick Pitino, uh, I've actually got two Rick Pitino topics. I'll get to the other one later. But the one I want to mention right now, yesterday during the Syracuse game, he has been known to grill Russ Smith many times. Yeah. He's gone up in Russ Smith's face so many times. And from a media perspective, I've seen him during timeouts when the cameras go off. He'll just get up in his grill mm-hmm. and just berate him. I mean, it's awful. I mean, I feel bad for Russ because he gets just... I mean, he literally gets so close to his face. I mean, it's, it's awful. He gets berated constantly. And yesterday in Syracuse, uh, Luke Hancock got a charge. I think Russ was in the wrong place that really forced Luke to cause a, tor- a turnover. They were kind of reeling off what the, the good things they were doing. They were down a point, and they turned the ball over. And Rick stepped out of the coach's box, and he turned right at Russ and said, wake the blank up and you can guess what the f word was that he used in there to uh get russ awake yeah uh we've seen this year coaches have really had issues with uh players you know getting along with players really I mean, we saw mike montgomery from california remember he pushed the guy and they almost had a little bit of a brawl going on there between player and coach mm-hmm. we saw sean woods jesus christ who about uh you know killed yeah. a person you know which went way beyond the lines of, you know, coach, player. I had to ask you, we saw Cal Perry do this a couple years ago with Terrence Jones. Remember, it was at, at Alabama. Yeah. He got right up in Terrence Jones' face and called him the F word, just like Rick did. <laughs> Excuse me. What What do you think the line is for a player, for coach to cross the player when it comes to verbal, like, yeah. I mean, just verbal, just beat him up? I mean, it's awful. I mean, I, I play basketball, and, you know, you get yelled at a lot. But, I mean, it seems like when you get to college – they just take it to a whole other level. Right. Well, I think there's a, it's a two-sided thing. Um, first of all, I do think that out in public, in front of the fans and everything, you don't want to embarrass your player, you know? And I think the F-bomb's kind of crossing the line a little bit. I don't think it's not it's not horrible. And if it's in practice, you know, let it, let it fly, whatever. But, I've heard some stories about practice. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, story. and Cal in too. But I'm just... But in public, in front of everyone, and the national audience, TV, and family, and all, you know, you kind of wish they could hold that much back because they're still just kids. Well, I mean, yesterday, if you're Smith's parents watching that game, what are you thinking? Uh, you're you're mad at the coach, exactly. Yeah. Now, but I'll tell you this though. Here's another thing too. If we've seen more of it lately, I also think it's just the generation of players. Um, oh yeah, but the, you know, it all the time. They get distracted so easily. Well, for one. Everyone's younger, you know, and you're dealing with fewer and fewer seniors and juniors, and more freshmen and sophomores. And the kids also, because AAU, they come into the team just much more, you know, inexperienced and not really knowing the, um, you know, the basics and the fundamentals. And I think that too. I think kids now are a lot harder to coach than they were before. So I think that's that's a thing too. It's just, 
you know, coaches don't know how to deal with them because there's just basic things they're missing. So that's that's kind of my thing. So anyway, um, let's go to the next one. For me, it, it last thing I can it's the last one by Kentucky. The last two are kind of different. Um, is Kentucky truly capable of making a run? Um, and that's the thing with this team. Who knows? Now, you know, multiple times this season they've got off on like a five-game win streak, a three-game win streak, and you think they're turning things around. You know, Porter has, has a couple of good games. Goodwin has a couple of good games. Harold comes back. And, and then what? And then it's gone after a couple of games, you know. And – I'm not even thinking about Georgia. I'm thinking just in general. SEC tournament, NCAA, what if they get in? What if they get in as a 10 or 11 seed? doesn't even matter. You know, in a one-game scenario, I don't think any team wants to play Kentucky because they have a lot of talent. In terms of, well, here's I'm saying there's two things. In terms of talent, this team has a talent to match up with anyone. But here's the thing, too. They're very inexperienced. They're very, they're not deep at all. I think if any team gets it's uh, College Stein or Porthos in foul trouble, then they're done. And at the same time, they can't put together a consistent level of play. So you look at the tournament, you're looking for a team to play. Can they win two, three, four, five straight games? Well, this team can't even put two together. <laughs> so I just have my doubts about whether or not, if they get in the tournament, for example, they could probably win one game. That's about it. But that's just me. What do you think? Uh, this team reminds me a lot of that, I think it's the year, two years ago, or no, it was last year, I think. Yeah, last year. That Connecticut team from last year. Remember mm-hmm. with Andre Drummond and Jeremy Lamb and all that talent? And mm-hmm. then they played in the first round, they just got blown out by uh, Iowa State. Yeah. Like, it's, it just seems like that team to me, and, and I, I, agree. I definitely agree with you. I think they could make a run if they got the right bracket. Uh, the problem with Kentucky is... We just talked about this with Louisville. They seem like they've got no attention span. Like yeah. they just have no discipline whatsoever from any guy on the court. Maybe Julius Mays and Kyle Wiltshire are the only guys, but everybody else seems so undisciplined. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to make a deep tournament run, you can sometimes win with undiscipline because I've seen teams like last year. You know, you get hot, you shoot the ball really well, you make a run. Uh, but, you know, I, I really think the SEC tournament is going to determine how far Kentucky goes. Because if Kentucky goes out and they win the SEC tournament and they pull off some upsets and they go on a roll, then maybe they can make a deep run. But if they lose early in the SEC tournament and just this weekend, I can see them losing first game in, in that game up in Dayton. Yeah, I, I, I agree to you. What, what you got for your next one? Uh, next one is here. Yesterday, Louisville got their kind of marquee win over Syracuse. Right. Uh, you know, that's the one thing kind of missing from Louisville this year. They could have had it against Duke, but Gorgie Zhang got hurt. Uh, Missouri was their marquee win, and Missouri fell off the face of the earth yeah. uh, for some reason. Uh, you know, almost beat Syracuse earlier this year. Same with Georgetown. Just couldn't pull it off at the end. My thing is with Louisville is now, supposedly we'll find out, I think, Monday or later today, the brackets. If you're Joe Lenardi, where would you put Louisville seating-wise and – yeah, let's we'll see what you put them at. Let's put it like that. Yeah, for now, I think there are two, to me. Um, I still think a, a one might be hard to get to. I think to get the one, they'd have to win the Big East tournament. Um, or well, or loves, loves the NYC, though. For some reason, New York's just been they their, do. their home away from home. Well, also, if they got to the tournament final and then like Georgetown Syracuse lost early, they could. But I think a two is probably likely. I don't see them really losing more than one game or so from here on like, until a tournament. So I, I think they they're I think they're going to lose two. Cincinnati and Notre Dame at home. Yeah, I think they're going to win both, and then in the tournament, you know, they, they might lose one, but 
I think they're going to make a good run. I think, really, to me, I'd rather be in Louisville's shoes than Indiana's shoes, to me. Because... Well, I'm just saying in general, because Indiana, they're now the one team that can do it all, and the one team that could... Yeah, they'll have the pressure. Even though everyone keeps forgetting to keep losing, you know, but whatever. Yeah, but, they forget. yeah, every week they lose, and they'll be the, they're still the number one ranked team, which irritates me so much. Me, same here. It's a lot of, you know, bull. But, uh, you know, whereas Louisville, you all had all the hype and then fell off because of that three-game winning streak or losing streak, but now they're shrieking, and there's no pressure, and... You know, they're kind of like an underdog. I'd really be in that role. That's you know what we are? We're like, we're like the Jaws music that's playing in the background. You know we're coming. You just can't you just can't tell yet. Like, we're just, it gets louder and louder and louder as the year goes on. That's like where we are. We're the, let's kill it. Put that on a t-shirt. We're the Jaws music. Louisville basketball. That's genius right there. That, that was, I would like to say that was horrible, but, you know, that's just me. Anyway. Shut up. I'll see this idea. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right, here's, we can only have a few minutes left in the show. All right. Second last topic for me. Question: How would an NIT finish if the team happens to lose out and make the NIT? How that affect? Hold on, let me get to it. How would that affect Kyle Perry's legacy at UK? And for me, it'd be interesting. For one, it would take him off of like this on this crazy holy pedestal that everyone's put him on. And to be fair, it it was you know it was deserved because he did so well. But you know. And it would tarnish a little bit. As long as the team next year comes back and does what we think they're going to do, it wouldn't be a big deal. But you look at it, coaches like Ripetino and Billy Donovan and, you know, all these guys, they go to the NIT every now and then. It happens. Um, not Coach K because, you know, we're almighty Duke. But um, I will say, though, I kind of thought that Calipari Kentucky would be – I didn't think he would make the NIT. I thought he had some down years maybe. but And, and we'll still see. I don't know. But I'm saying if he did make it – it would be disappointing. Luckily for him, he has a big class coming in. But at the same time, there would be a ton of pressure on that class to where they would have to produce. Instead of, like, we expect you, well, now it's like, you have to. So, you know, that, that's me. What do you think? Uh, I think if they go to the NIT this year, it's going to be really hurt. It's going to really hurt this year, especially because if Louisville wins a title, it's going to really suck for you guys. I'm not going to title. I'm not even going there. <laughs> Yeah, it'd really suck if that happened. That's the worst case situation for you guys. Uh, you know, if if it became a trend where he did it every two or three years, then it'd be a real problem and he could lose his job. Oh, but so if happens. he comes back next year and they go out and they're the number one or number two ranked team in the country and they're rolling and they're out doing their thing, it's going to be one of those things that we look back and when they do a documentary on Patino and Calipari, they're going to say, what, Cal had NIT? You know, it's going to be like one of those weird things that yeah. you see. So I don't think it's gonna be a big deal as long as he doesn't. As long as it doesn't. As long as he keeps making big deep runs and produces NBA guys, it won't be a problem. Yeah. But if say next year that team comes back and they lose in the Sweet 16, mm-hmm. and they lose before their expectations, it could be a problem. Because yeah. Then you could say, well, he had the NIT, but you see, he's a little underachieving, even though you know. So it just depends on what he does in the future. NITs are interesting because I'll just say this: what do you, when you think of Billy Donovan, what do you think of back-to-back titles? Right. Yeah. But he also had back-to-back NITs right after that. So as long as you win, it kind of forgets. So we'll see. Anyway, what what, what do you got? Last topic, uh, another Rupertino topic. Monday against Cincinnati, he will be going for his 300th win as the Louisville coach. Okay. Very impressive. Nice. That's 
I believe, if I'm correct here, that's where he's got his most wins at, is the University of Louisville. He had a lot of wins in Kentucky, but not as long as a well, tenure there. Yeah, he's been there longer, yeah. Yeah, he's been there, I think it's his 12th season, because he's 2000, so yeah, or 2001, so yeah. Yeah. I gotta ask you, Paul, when, if he wins a title this year, and he's got, he wins his 300th game, will he be remembered more as a Louisville coach or Kentucky coach? I've kind of wondered that, too. Um, honestly, you know, I don't know, because Patino's a hard case, because... He's been everywhere, you know what I mean? And he's like the dude. He's, you know what he's like? He's like a ra- he's like Bob Dominic. He's no, been every stage. Hey, he's, he's done everything. Here's what he is. He would be the next Larry Brown, right? Yeah, you, I think it's very true. Actually, Somebody, yeah. Uh, mentioned that quote. You, you think you think Larry Brown? You don't think of like one certain team because he's just done everywhere. So versus like say for example Cal Perry, you know he was at small programs before. He'll be remembered as a, as a UK coach. Always been in a few programs, but you know, Massachusetts, pretty big school. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, Memphis and all, they'll remember it. But I think for Patino, I don't know. That's an interesting question because I think UK is where he was really put on the map. I mean, like as a superstar coach, you know, and that's still where he was most successful. But he's been a Louisville coach longer. It might, it might be Louisville just because it's more familiar, and also because I think Cal Perry's kind of filled that void that Patino left. It might, it might be Louisville more just easy remembered. I think it's going to be Louisville because if he wins, let's just say he's, he's, he's supposedly set to coach another 10 years, which I think is crazy. crazy. I don't think no he's going to coach another 10 years. I think that's insane. Yeah. Uh, but say he coaches another five or six years, he wins a title this year, possibly wins another title, goes to the whoa, whoa, whoa. I think he's a... Well, it's well let's just go... Recruiting classes, I'm just saying, let's count. just go one at a time. Well, one at a time, but you never know. I yeah. mean, you know, anything can happen. Uh, so, if he wins the title this year, which I think there are, you know, anything can happen, obviously. Indiana's a great team, a lot of good teams. But I think if they didn't win the title this year, I think he'd be remembered as a little coach. If he never wins the title and he falls short, I think people will remember him as a Kentucky coach. I really just think it depends on his success. But I think more people want to remember him as a little coach because he's been here longer. And I think Kentucky fans have a really tough time oh, they do. accepting that he's a little coach. Even now, they do. As, as so much time has passed. Yeah, and I agree with that. So, last thing, we have wrapped it up in two minutes. Um, except for U of L and let's say IU, because they're kind of the, the favorite right now. Um, who is your title favorite, or like you know, who you think has another good shot at winning it? Um, I'll ask you that first. Uh, man, oh god. Because I use the I easy watched, pick. And I then... watched that. I watched that Miami Duke game yesterday, and I, and I can't wait to say it. S O, you know what? I was thinking those guys from Duke. They're going to be there again, and they're going to find a way. They're going to make a Final Four, it, it, depending on what bracket they get. Now, if they're in Indiana or Lowell's bracket, I'd pick Lowell or Indiana, probably over Duke, maybe. I, I think Duke could beat Indiana. I, I'm just, man, Duke every year, they, they just come out of the woodworks when yeah. you don't expect it. They lose to somebody. Duke's yeah. like Indiana. Duke can lose to anybody, yep. but nobody remembers it, and then they go out and beat somebody, and Ryan Kelly comes back. I'm telling you, he didn't break his foot. It's BS. There's no way he can score 36 points and seven rebounds your first game back from a broken foot. I agree. I'm telling you, it's Duke. And I'll say this, I too. I it because Coach K, oh, man, you go ahead. Well, no, I, I know. I think they're definitely one of the picks. I'll throw this out there. And maybe it's not as confident as it was like a few weeks ago, but I'll say Florida as another team. Mm, nah, I don't see no, that. I think they've fallen off a little bit. I agree, but here's the thing too: they have been to back-to-back elite eights. They've both been yeah. surprises each time. But Billy Donovan's been there, right? And I think in a year where it's wide open and like who the heck knows, I think they're kind of like Louisville 
They're kind of like a one constant. They're a much better team than they were last year. They have strong guard play. They have senior leadership. They well, can play inside. Well, they're not a better team than last year. Last year they had Bradley Beal. They have bad Beal. I think they're a better overall balanced team this year than they were last year. Last year they were kind of surprised. I think to me, that team in the tournament, they're made for a tournament run. And in a, in a wide open season, I think that I think they can repeat what they did last I could, year. I could see Florida losing in the first round, to be honest. Here's the I thing. I could definitely see them getting popped off early. I could see every team losing. This bracket's going to be horrible. Or Indiana's going to lose early. I got just the two teams, Michigan, too. I just don't think – Michigan, Louisville, Duke, Indiana, to me, are the four best teams right now. In Michigan, then Michigan, they lost to Penn State. So. They did, but they, that's the one team that, that, that's the only team they've had trouble with. That's the, you know, they they've, also, lost. they've also had the games. I don't know. I don't buy Michigan. I'll, I'll buy – there. He's got issues. He sees, you know, he, he, it's part of the Penn State, whatever. For some reason, they're, they they can't beat anybody except Michigan. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. But I, honestly, I think the teams outside of Louisville, whatever, I think Duke, uh, just because Coach K is such a great coach and being such a whiner about the storm of the coat. I, 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 I didn't want to talk about it because that, that was annoyed me. But anyway, yeah. Uh, we'll see. We're going to get into brackets when we get there. I last team, Paul, if you don't mind me saying. Last team uh-huh. that people should watch out for. I think that you could Michigan State. I don't think they're that good this year, but Coach Izzo, I really respect him. And I think Gary Harris, Knicks, they've got a good team. They almost beat Indiana home. Watch out for Michigan State. I, I, any of those Big 12 teams, or even the Big 10 teams, even like Ohio State, they've been kind of lurking in the background and they beat some teams too. I, I got to tell you, um, let's look ahead. Next week's the final week of the regular season. And then after that, we got conference tournament time. Big East tournament time. No, yeah, SEC tournament time. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But we're going to get brackets and stuff. We'll have a bracket, you know, thing and all that sort of stuff. I almost don't even want to fill out a bracket this year because it's going to be the most wide open, crazy tournament, like, ever. And, same, cause, and they all are. They're all nuts. But this will be it'll I'll be say this to you. If Kentucky does make the tournament this year, this should be your best, your best bracket year. Because whenever your team doesn't make it, you get a lot of clarity. You forget about your team, and you just look at the teams. That's that's what happened to me when Louisville didn't make the tournament in 06 after the Final Four year. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it. That was arguably, I think, my best bracket I've ever had because you just take you take away your fandom. Like you just yeah. look at the teams and you just focus and say, okay, this team better than that team. Last year I had a really good bracket because Louisville and Kentucky both made the Final Four. Uh, and, you know, we saw the upsets last year. Uh, so I had a very good bracket last year. I don't know how your bracket was. I'm sure it was good because you had UK winning the title. Yeah. Which put you in position. Also didn't have Duke losing the Lehigh, but I'll take that any day of the week. But, yeah, uh, I'm just saying, first of all, I hope that I don't have to deal with not fruit for UK. But even then, I'll have UK win one game at the most probably. But th- this season, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> well, we're talk about this. It's crazy. people on the site. Whoever plays in Rupp, we've been talking about heading down to Rupp. Mm-hmm. For uh, to see a couple games, yeah, you know they're, they're gonna have. It's, see, isn't they're gonna play uh, late March? They're gonna play the first round games. Being rough, I'm hoping we get to go down there. I don't know if Louisville's gonna be there. Uh, I hope so. Good chance it could be if they stay at two seed. They can go. You know, you do realize there's a great chance that Indiana Louisville can be in the same bracket as a one two seed. That's a possibility, and I. To be honest, I don't want to be in the same bracket as Indiana, not oh. because I'm afraid to play Indiana, but I want to see Indiana in the Final Four, because I think if we play them in the Final Four, we definitely beat them. I think Louisville in the Final Four versus Indiana, I think they'd be very overmatched against us because of our experience. I think in an Elite Eight situation, it'd be a lot more close. Yeah. And honestly, I want to see Louisville versus Indiana in the Final Four. I really want to yeah. see it. I want to see really, because I don't think they're going to get matched up. 
to be honest. I think Louisville is going to be a one seed. Because if Louisville goes out, they win the Big East tournament. I think they're a one seed. Just because, you know. Well, I, think, I think they could be, but they have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because they've got the win over Syracuse. If they, if they win the Big East tournament, they're a one seed, in my opinion. Because they're going to they're gonna win, like, what, their last 10 games? Yeah. I mean, it's a hot streak. I don't think you can deny them. Prediction, Paul, right before we leave, give me your your prediction. The four number one seeds by the end of the year. Yeah, and again, this there's so much will change in the next two weeks or so. Um, I think Indiana is definitely going to do it. Although the Big Ten tournament, that, that's like a landmine there. You know, who knows what's going to happen? I do think I, I expect Duke to make it. Um, Miami, I just don't buy Miami because they're Miami. Now, I, I, I think. Well, you know, and also uh, Ryan Kelly's back, and they're a complete team. So I expect Indiana, Duke. I actually do expect Louisville as well. Like I said, because I think they will win the tournament. Well, I'm just saying, I, I've, and I've said it for how long that I thought you know they're the best team in the country. Um, I don't know if they're the best team right now, but they're on a they're on a roll, and I think they're in a good place, you know. So I expect Louisville, and then beyond that, I, I'll say Gonzaga, which is crap because I don't think they're the best team. But here's but the thing is though, they'll get the seed unless they have to lose early. So it's gonna know. be it's gonna be one of those Boise State type things, like you said. Yeah, or it's just where you can't really deny them, but you know, and to Gonzaga. It's really funny. They built their, their reputation years ago. They really haven't done a lot recently, except for this season. You know, they've lost. They always lose early in the tournament. But they had that one, those one or two runs a long time ago, back in the early two thousand. Well, didn't didn't Morrison make it to the Elite Eight? Yeah, like the Morrison team. Yeah, and then before like their first team where they were, you know. But now they have that reputation. Well, John Stockton, though, just out of trivia, he played at Gonzaga. I mean, yeah. you think they would have been pretty far with John Stockton? Uh, you would you would hope so. So, anyway, we're gonna uh, wrap it up here on the show. Like I said, a big week coming up for both teams and really just college basketball in general, um, because this is the last week of the regular season. So, teams are getting ready for conference tournament. After that, we'll have one glorious week of conference tournaments and then selection Sunday, which will be um, the best. We might, you know, we might even have our show that oh, week after. Sunday. It's just a good time to sit around with people, watch. It's especially good when you're a team like Louisville and you're kind of on that bubble of a one or two seed and you're kind of wondering, hey, what are we going to be? What are we going to be? Yeah. It's always fun. Uh, Kentucky is going to be nerve-wracking. It depends on how and the see, tournament goes. Last year it was a lot of fun because we were number one overall. It was great. <laughs> yeah, you just didn't care. Like, you were just like, what? You, you probably just watched the first five minutes and were like, eh, I'm cool. Yeah, no, no, I watched the whole. I wanted to see who, who the bracket was, who was in the bracket with us. And when I saw Duke as a two seed, I was like, yeah. But anyway, um, with both teams, Kentucky closes out. They're playing on Thursday at Georgia at seven o'clock at night. Um, it's a Thursday game, and then here's what's tough: they play the following Saturday. So it's a two-day turnaround as to play Florida at home to close it out. And it's oh, it's Saturday at noon. Jeez, yeah, that's 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 rough. They might actually get... for the brackets. Do we start like one of those Yahoo pools just to see like who would join? Uh, oh, we're gonna. Like oh, we are definitely. So we'll, we'll get into that. I mean, we have a big bracket. It's nice that the other people join. Yeah, we'll have a big bracket show next week. And then as for Louisville, um, they got two games left. They're playing Cincinnati. Cincinnati on Monday at seven. Quick yeah. turnaround. Then they got Nordane Saturday on CBS. I think it's a nooner again. Yeah, which four, I hate the nooner games because I'm just waking up from my hangover. But you know, it's it's you know it should be fun. And we'll have the Big East tournament. But yeah. before we leave, just want to say at the KY blog on Twitter. That's where we're at. Drew Franklin knows uh, on the podcast today. Another thing, nothing greater in the history of sports, I don't think you, you could disagree with me, than that single moment when you print your bracket off the printer. Yep. 
I agree. No, I know, because then it's, yeah. Unless... It's, like, it's like seeing money just come out of a printer. It's just like gold. Just walk, cause you feel, it's like the one time you feel like, I'm going to ace this bracket, and then you see the bracket, you're like, oh my god, I don't know anything. Yeah, I would say, to me, a, turn, a bracket is more like giving away money, but doing it willingly. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, that's all we've got for this week's edition of the Cards of Cats Countdown. Hope you all enjoyed it. I want to thank again Drew Franklin for coming on. Check us out on thekentuckyblog.com or at blog on Twitter. And uh, we'll see you all next week after conference tournaments or starting conference tournaments on uh, the Cards of Cat Show.